R. R is for reflect. Now let us reflect on today's scripture, Psalms 130, 1 through 8. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his world I put in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen watch for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love. He himself will redeem Israel from all of their sins. Thank you, Marilyn. <clears throat> uh, hey, Faith family. It's good to be with you uh, in person and online. And uh, I just want to say, for those of you who are new here today, I'm so glad you came. I'm, I'm pleased that you, it's just kind of a brave thing to do, to give it a try, you know, come to a new place and and I also want to say that if you are new here or even sort of generally new, newish, that we have lunch for you today. Uh, we call it Faith Link, and it's going to be immediately after this service uh, in the Fellowship Hall, which is right, you know, all the tables and chairs you see out there. And uh, <clears throat> it'll be very informal, and, and uh, our ministry directors will be on hand to kind of share with you about things that are going on that might be what you want to be a part of or plug into, uh, a lot of things. And, of course, we are in the season of Lent as well uh, as we prepare for Easter. And uh, Lent is a time uh, not to show how much we can do, but to recognize our weakness. We need what only God can give. You know, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, part of that prayer was learning to ask God for what they need. So I would invite you to join us. Let's join our hearts and voices together as we pray that prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I remember a time, it was nearly 20 years ago, Trish and I went to a movie, and I don't remember what the film was right now, but um, I remember how I felt. Um, I was not able to enjoy that movie at all because I was, I was so tightly wound with anxiety. Now, I felt pretty good when I was working. My problem was when I was not working. When I was, you know, had time off or was trying to relax. And, and uh, I just had 
felt anxious and not, not able to, to relax. Have any of you ever felt that way? And uh, so I was good at doing, but not at being. So during that movie, dur- right during that movie, I decided I needed professional help. And I started seeing a counselor who helped me to, to uh, better grasp the roots of my anxiety and then take some positive steps to not be so bound up with it. Now, most of us Americans, we are good at doing. We, we have that reputation. We love doing it. And so it's no surprise then that we carry that mindset into prayer. It's kind of like, okay, Lord, let's get this done. But we find it hard to be still, to be quiet. Years ago, CBS uh, anchor, news anchor Dan Rather uh, interviewed Mother Teresa of Calcutta, founder of the Sisters of Charity, um, and they're, you know, they do all this care for the homeless, sick, and dying. And Dan Rather asked her, when you pray, what do you say to God? Mother Teresa replied, I don't say anything. I listen. Dan rather uh, asked, well, okay then. Uh, when God speaks to you then, what does he say? Mother Teresa answered, he doesn't say anything. He listens And if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you. (laughs) Mother Teresa was telling him about a certain kind of prayer called contemplation. It's not the only kind of prayer, but it's an important one. The Sisters of Charity are known, of course, worldwide for, for their work, caring for the forgotten, but... First of all, their, their main priority is that they are a contemplative order. And it's their prayer. It's that time in contemplative prayer that, that sustains them in their service. Today is week six in our series, uh, the prayer course. And today we're exploring contemplation. And I would describe it this way. <clears throat> contemplative prayer is taking unhurried time to consciously be in the presence of God. And uh, this this simple definition is um, the heart of today's message. So I'm going to ask if you would say it with me, will you? Let's try it. Contemplative prayer is taking unhurried time to consciously be in the presence of God. And as you practice contemplation, the Holy Spirit is doing deep, transforming, soul-nourishing work inside you. I'm a mentor with Teammates Program. I know several of you are as well. Uh, If you're a teammate mentor, then you meet with your student. We each meet with them once a week uh, during maybe a a free period or lunch break. And we aim to meet with them at least 12 times a semester. Anyway, the student that I meet graduates this spring. We've been meeting since he was in seventh grade. And when I I signed up to be a teammate mentor, the trainer said, you know, it's it's not anything big that you do. Not many breakthrough conversations that make the big difference. They said, it's the consistency 
over a long period of time, of being an adult friend, that's what really matters. And now that I've been, you know, doing this with the same student for six years, I, I can see the truth of that. And, you know, there's something similar with uh, contemplative prayer. Sometimes it may seem like, okay, I showed up. What good did he do? But consistently practiced over time, contemplative prayer will deepen your relationship with God and deepen you as a person. One of the great things about the book of Psalms in the Bible is that it models all kinds of prayers. And uh, that, you know, you know you can be honest with God when you read the Psalms, right? And one of the things that it models is, is contemplative prayer. Uh, for example, Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And, of course, uh, there's one that's really well-known, Psalm 46, 10, where God says, Be still. And know that I am God. So let's open our Bibles to the passage that uh, Marilyn just read for us, uh, Psalm 130, uh, Pew Bible on page 618. And, and uh, when, you, when you see Psalm 130, right below that, it says a little ascription there, um, a song of ascents. And... Uh, it's part of a collection of psalms that the ancient Israelites sang uh, as on their way to Jerusalem for the annual festivals. And they sang these songs as they approached the city and as they entered the temple courts. And Psalm 130 starts, Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. The depths. Now, what depths? It doesn't say. Uh, it could be the depths of my soul, or it could be the depths of my sorrow or my sin. But out of the depths, we approach God in humility. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. And I can imagine that these, these two verses could serve as a prelude to a long silence, letting that out-of-the-depths cry just reverberate in the soul and holding it before the Lord. In verse 5, we see the, the posture of unhurried stillness. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. In other words, I'm not rushed. I am resting. I am being in the presence of God. So, how do we practice contemplation? In his book, uh, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, uh, Pete Gregg outlines uh, three levels of contemplative prayer. Uh, the first uh, is meditation. Uh, meditation is simply when we fix our minds we fix our focus on God. Uh, we meditate on God's word and on God's works. And I would say that for me, with contemplation, I'm going to spend almost all my time here in meditation. Um, and uh, we, we just celebrated St. Patrick's Day, right? And uh, 
Sometimes when I'm out walking, I like to recall St. Patrick's famous prayer. Uh, Christ beside me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me. Now, I don't remember all six of them when I'm out walking, but I remember three or four at least. And I probably don't remember them in any certain order, but I, I like, as, I, as I'm going along, to silently just repeat those and, and just hold those and visualize those affirmations. So let's say them together, shall we? Christ beside me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me. I go to the zoo usually once a year. I love our zoo. And invariably for me, it becomes a spiritual experience. I mean, I just marvel at all creatures, great and small, the Lord God made them all. And so a, a trip to the zoo becomes like a day of meditation. Now, the most common way to meditate is to take a nugget of Scripture and then just kind of hold it in your mind and let it roll around there for a while. And, and you could just take a verse that you already know by heart. For example, what's, what's the first line of Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, all right? What if you took a break from March Madness today and spent 10 minutes alone with God, holding that thought, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, your mind's going to stray. It's going to be frustrating. But don't, don't berate yourself. We all go through this. You're not a failure. You are normal. Just, just gently bring your mind back to the thought, the Lord is my shepherd. And you can use your imagination then to create mental pictures of, of a shepherd calling the sheep, leading the sheep, feeding the sheep, protecting the sheep, singing to the sheep, bandaging a wounded sheep and carrying it home. The Lord does those things. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, all forms of prayer can be sung, right? Um, I, and, and meditation is, is one of those. I know a, a woman who one time decided that every time she was going to fill up her car with gas, she would softly sing, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Singing at the pump is way better than looking at what you're spending, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I like, I like what St. Augustine said in the fourth century. He said, the one who sings prays twice. Maybe there's some truth to that. In Pete Gregg's book, 
and in the prayer course videos that we've been watching, he mentions uh, praying in tongues as a way of meditating on the presence of God, and, and I know most of us don't have that gift, but a few of you do, and, and I'm all for that, and it can be a form of contemplative prayer. So since most of us have not received that gift, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I kind of showed us a way we could experiment with doing something similar by repeating uh, over and over a few Hebrew words. Remember that? Hallelujah, Adonai, Elohim. Hallelujah, Adonai, Elohim. Did you ever try it since then? It means praise Yahweh the Lord God. And Yahweh is the personal name for God in the Old Testament, and it means I am. Now, uh, I don't know if you have ever spent much time in the chapel here in our building, but here is the stained glass. Uh, it came from an earlier sanctuary uh, here at Faith Westwood, and the windows illustrate the Lord's Prayer. And the one on the left represents our Father who art in heaven. And you see this hand coming down from the clouds, and, you, and the hand is establishing order that is represented by the symmetrical circles, right? And below that, in the, in the pane below, you see that triangle representing God as Trinity. One God, one essence, one being, yet three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then you see those two red marks that are sort of overlaid on the, on the triangle, uh, kind of reddish-orange there. Um, for a long time, I've been wondering, what are those? What is that? Well, this week, I think I figured it out. Do you want to know? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that it is the Hebrew letter Yod, which is like our letter Y. And it's the first letter in God's holy name, Yahweh. And so it represents, hallowed be thy name. Interesting, the letter Yod is also the first letter of the Hebrew form of Jesus' name, Yeshua. Isn't that something? All right. So after I took this photo, I spent a few minutes just sitting there in the chapel and meditating on the hand. This is not a, a hand raised saying, stop. It's not a hand that's ready to strike. It's a hand coming down. And as I stayed with it for a few minutes, I, I imagined the Father's hand and what it was saying about God. That God is reaching for us providing for us, guiding us along the way. And you know, for that little bit, um, it wasn't so much me meditating, trying to be in God's presence. It was more like God revealing himself to me. And that's the second stage of contemplation. It's, it's not just me trying to be in God's presence, now God is making himself known to me. And I find that the third stage of contemplation is probably rare. At least it is for me. Um, it's when you, you get so caught up in the moment that you sort of lose yourself in the presence of God. 
Maybe, maybe some of you have experienced that at, at a certain moment and maybe even during a song. Now, maybe one reason it doesn't happen to, be, happen to me very much is I'm too left-brained. I don't know. Uh, but when it does happen, it's a gift from God. It's not the thing I'm trying to achieve. It's a gift. One way that I like to uh, meditate and fix my focus on the presence of God is to use a breath prayer. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but uh, here's one from St. Francis in the 13th century. My God and my all. And so if I use that, then I I slowly inhale and silently say, my God, and then slowly exhale and silently say, and my all. My God and my all. So I'd like to give us a chance to to try that this morning. So uh, get yourself kind of in a nice, comfy position here. And um, when I say, my God, then you slowly breathe in. And when I say, and my all, you slowly breathe out. And I'll try not to go too slowly. I don't want anybody passing out, okay? (laughs) Uh, and, of course, you can choose to close your eyes if you want, or maybe you'd rather gaze at the cross. That'd be fine, too. And if you fall asleep, don't worry about it. We'll wake you when it's over, you know. <laughs> contemplation. Contemplation is a kind of yielding prayer. So as you inhale, you, you breathe in God's presence, and as you exhale, you yield yourself to him. You ready to try it? Okay. You do the breathing, and when I speak, you say it silently with me. And we'll do this, you know, five or six times, and then I'm going to stop speaking, and you'll just do it on your own for half a minute or so, okay? Let's try it. My God and my all. 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 Amen. And what you'll you'll find is that the more you practice this, the easier it'll come. So what is contemplation? Let's review. Contemplative prayer is taking unhurried time to consciously be in the presence of God. You know, the book that I have read... um, cover to cover more than any other book. This is a small book. That's probably why I've read it more times. 
It's the practice of the presence of God from a, a 17th century monk named Brother Lawrence. He was a, a simple man who worked in the kitchen at a monastery, and yet he learned to keep himself nearly nonstop consciously in the presence of God. He said in one of his letters, he said, the time of business does not with me differ from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for th different things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees at the blessed sacrament. Now, I may never be able to practice the presence of God as well as Brother Lawrence, but I aspire to experience that presence more and more through contemplative prayer. So I'm going to encourage you this week, just give it a try, okay? Try something. Try one of the things that I suggested here. Make up your own, um, you know, pick out a little word or script, a tiny bit of scripture or focus on a flower or whatever it would be you do. So, we, we've done the pause today. We've done rejoice and reflect. But we also need time to ask. So I'm going to ask you to uh, pray with me, and then we'll uh, pause for a little bit. We'll, we'll pray silently together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we started this series with the request, Lord, teach us to pray. And we know you have more to teach us. Show us how to practice God's presence in contemplative prayer, meditating on your word and your works while we are singing, breathing, pondering. Draw us nearer to you. Transform us by your presence that we may walk joyfully in your holy ways. And now let's take a couple of minutes for each of us to ask God for whatever is on our hearts. And if you'd like, uh, you're welcome to come forward and stand or kneel at the steps of the chapel.